0: In the spirit of reconciliation Dish the Dirt acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. welcome to Dish the Dirt, a podcast about local flower growers, their stories, knowledge and insights into the industry. I'm your host Rebecca and today we are speaking to Ben from Botany Green. Botany Green is a flower studio and micro flower farm in Gippsland. It's 2.5 hours east of Melbourne. They have been cultivating their plot to make the most of a small space and test the limits as to how much you really need to produce stunning flowers. Due to COVID-19, I'm having to record remotely and unfortunately our first take on this um, with Ben, the audio was not great, so a huge thank you to Ben for taking the time to do another recording. Ben is an inspiration for other florists and growers who have a small space but want to grow their own flowers and it's awesome to have such a great male role model in the industry. Um, Thank you Ben, it was a pleasure speaking to you, so let's get into it. Yep. How's your day? Yeah, really good. How was yours?
1: Um, long. I was working at the Cairo today, so that was... Working um, at where? The chiropractor.
0: Oh, are you a chiropractor?
1: No, oh my God, honey, no oh. way. Um, <laughs> no, I do admin work there.
0: Oh, cool, um, awesome.
1: So that does, that consumes a little bit of time and during, during the weekend, um... Yes, yeah, so Do you have this. to like wear
0: a full um, suit, like you know, like at the moment? Like, no, like, I don't. In, like in a bio suit.
1: No, I don't. Which I don't have Aww. to wear scrubs, which is really disappointing. But because um, I'm all for drama. But no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just the front desk bitch who gets to answer the phone calls, file her nails, and um, and take payments. So love it. Yeah. And oh, wow. and eat chocolate and read books. No, that's actually oh, yeah. it's it's none of that actually. <laughs> actually is my
0: boss listening. No, no, no I, I, was work really say, hard. I was
1: gonna say that one of my one of my, my bosses will probably be be listening to this podcast, so <laughs> no, no, it's 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 good. It just breaks up my week a bit. Which is yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I just didn't do anything. I had the children today and oh. I'm in lockdown level four, so we can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, well. We went on a bushwalk and a kangaroo nearly um Took us out. Got us. Took you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another oh. Cram. So that have... was fun. That was exciting.
1: That's your highlight for the week.
0: Yeah. It's a good it start really the weekend. Don't no, worry. I've got, um, there's a great chef here actually who used to own um, Easy Tiger in the city. Oh, wow. And he's doing like contactless deliveries at the moment. Ooh. So he dropped off some food. I know it's like the best oh. tie in the world, like proper tie. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so we're having that tonight. Oof. I'm getting on the, I'm going to get on the rosés, so,
1: Oh, God, know. now I know why you're, why you needed to do this now. <laughs> yeah. We've got to do this now, because I'm getting on the rosé. <laughs> I'm popping that bottle. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's okay. So, can you just tell me a little bit about your story and how you got to this point, how you became a florist?
1: Yeah. Um, so, oh, God, where do I even start? Um... So back when I was a wee little teenager, not too long ago, <laughs> um, I was, I think it was about 17, 18, I was in of school and I'm like, what am I going to do? I really wanted to, I had a history around in horticulture, um, mm. you know, my family, my grandparents were market gardeners um, and on both sides of my family, I'm part Italian and so it just the 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 dirt just runs through my blood, and I grew up in a dairy yeah. farm, so it runs thick. Um, so I grew up and had a job at a nursery and had a, learned a lot through through that. And then I was like, right, what am I going to do with with, <laughs> with my life? Um, I, loved, I always loved flowers and and you know designing flowers and things like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to pluck a course um, in Melbourne out of a book and I'm going to hit it up and I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to, you know, do something really, um, yeah. And I'm like, I picked floristry. I'm like, Oh, right. I'm doing this. And I moved to Melbourne and, and I studied my cert three in floristry. And then I worked at a 24 hour florist in Richmond. Um, yes, you know, the one, the one with all the rumors.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah, I, want, I really want to know what goes on in these places. I also want to know if you sell any flowers at like 3 a.m. You like have did... no
1: idea the amount really? of flowers that you sell. Yep. It's like,
0: wow.
1: So shift workers, taxi drivers, um, the, guilty, the guilty boyfriend, and um, like, especially like at dinner time, like six o'clock at night when people are going out for dinner. Stacks and then throughout the night, though, you're uh-huh. doing a lot of water change and things, so it's and it was such a big store like a big turnover, so there was a lot of stuff to do, a lot yeah. of cleaning. Yeah, anyway, back to me.
0: Anyway, we digress, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, no, joking.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, worked at the the florist in Bridge Road Um, for a while, and then my partner bought a property down in near Phillip Island, stayed there for a bit, then moved back home to where I now am, um, we had an opportunity to, to buy a patch of land and with my horticulture knowledge, um, and also coming back to the game a bit, the floristry game I had, I was working in forestry in town, um, my boss at the time was, and I come up with a bit of an agreement. I said, you know, do you want me to grow flowers for you? I've got the dirt, I've got the, the background in, in the area. Yeah, let's go through a catalog and and pick out some seeds and things. And I had a really carefree approach to to growing when I first started. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I just sow some seeds, and if they pop up, they pop up. If I can harvest anything, great. If I can't, yeah, you know, no loss. I've not invested a lot in it. Um, but then slowly but surely, we kind of developed a land and and you know, fertilized, manured. Installed an irrigation system, and you know, developed um, a better um, buying stock of what we were getting in um, for, yeah. like our tubers and seeds and seeds and things, and, mm. and started to to build that up. And then I left my my job in town as a florist and set up a wedding and um, studio based from home, using mm. our our flowers that we grow and um, mixing it with other local local flozzies. So, nice. and bam, we're in twenty twenty, and here I am.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this that's is the, amazing.
1: This is, the, this is the sitch. That's yeah. um, a very got the dream. A very the dream. quick, you know, five six yeah. years. Yeah,
0: yeah, amazing. Um, so, how big is your property?
1: We're on five acres, and we've got an extra acre and a half adjacent to us that our neighbours are just like yeah you use it just do what you want with it okay. And we're like, okay thank you um yeah. so yeah and then but we've got under production we don't have we're not growing a lot under production because we've got little sheep and little lamies at the moment um oh, so okay. they take up a bit of space too so yeah yeah give me a, give me a bit of time and i'll I've already asked, can I have the paddock? <laughs> can I turn the paddock over? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm like, oh, I'm not <laughs> so Keeps is it just,
0: are you the only florist in the family? Uh, is your fiancé yeah. a florist too?
1: Or? No, 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 no. Yeah. So my sister is a school schoolteacher. Um, yeah. My other sister is a stay-at-home mum. And mm. my brother is, um, apart from many other things, a... Uh, property failure. Um, yeah, right. So I'm the lonely flower. Yeah. <laughs> dad's an avid. dad. Dad's dad loves his garden, his veggie garden, and things like that. So yeah. it wasn't. I was the complete freaking, about growing flowers. Yeah. Um, I love the the satisfaction that that I get when I'm harvesting those flowers, and then I'm putting them into an arrangement or a bunch, or am and they being sent out on a delivery and then just the wow factor that you get from the customer when, you know, you say to them that, that I grew these flowers or they, they, they were, they were grown on our, on our farm in Kilwani and they're like, are you serious? You know, they, they're just, they're just stunned and shocked and, you know, the simple, um, just a simple, simple joy that they get out of them is, is really satisfying for me. And because I grow everything that, I Try and grow everything yeah. from seed, so it's 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 seeing that plant go from a tiny little seed from a packet into a plug into the ground as a, and then you're nurturing that plant, and then it flowers and and then you can you've been there for the whole process. I mean, I'm not there when it dies in the vase, but that's probably <laughs> the part that I don't want to have to be yeah to be cleaning up. Um, so I really I get a lot of pleasure out of that and. And, and, you know, in, being in the garden and is is my sanctuary and it's my happy place and um, I spend a lot of time just chilling, just, yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be the case. I just freaking love it, you know.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty great job. <laughs> um, so I now know. do you grow predominantly for your own business? Do you grow yeah. what you like in regards to what you want to sell for wholesale or do you kind of mix it up a bit?
1: So I at the moment we're growing um almost wholly and solely for ourselves. Anything extra and excess that I that I plant out and I'm and I'm harvesting, I offer to florists in town. Yeah. At the start, it was only a wholesale, wholesale. Um, I was only growing wholesale. Mm. So that was that was interesting and it was a bit hard to gauge what people wanted. Although I was a florist, I was, you know, this is what I want, but what do you want and what do you want to see us grow and what's going to be most viable for you guys? Um, but now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to do what interests me and I'm going to do all the interesting little things that, you know people can't get down here from a market yeah. so that's going to be unique to botany green um and you know nobody else in the area is going to going to really have it so um yeah amazing yeah and it's, yeah. it's a bit of a point of difference too that I'm a farmer florist so yeah and people like that you know that supporting a local business a local farm um yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's really great, um, and good because you ha- kind of have the knowledge of both sides as well. You know,
1: yeah, like, yeah.
0: I'm sure that when you first start out as a farmer, sometimes it's really hard to know what to grow for florists, and you know, like, and also oh, how to sell to them. Absolutely. But being already having that other side to you, you kind of already know. Yeah,
1: you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to bother growing gerberos. Yeah, you know um,
0: they are making a comeback. (laughs) Oh, I know, and I
1: just don't know if I can stand it or not, because I've been so hard on myself. Oh my god, I'm never using a bloody gerber in my life, and now they're coming back. I'm like, don't make me use them. Don't make me use them, (laughs) because everybody that I've complained about is gonna see it, and then they're like, Ben, you've gone there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's but that being said, it wasn't as easy as I thought. You know, picking because I'm myself, I doubt myself on everything that I do. And I'm like, oh, is this right? Am I doing this right? You know, and I can't make a solid decision on my own. Well, I can, but, Mm. and so I'm like, I'm constantly, I was constantly doubting myself as, you know, my integrity as a florist, but then my integrity as a new, a new flower farmer. Um, and what people would have actually wanted, you know, what I think is, is a beautiful flower might be not on trend to, to other people. You you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's all, it's all the, it's all how that florist can use it and make it look um, to their style and their taste and, and, and modern and, and a groovy, funky look.
0: Yeah. So what has been your bestseller that and you've been quite surprised about? Um, Is there anything?
1: I think it'd be my teddy bears. Yeah, my big yeah, bloody so teddies. Yeah. yeah, I think they really surprised me that I could never have enough. I I never had enough um, teddies, and I grew a lot. I don't know how many I did, but I did a lot of teddies, and I never, I still didn't have enough. So I'm like, right, oh, this year <laughs> I'm doing rows of teddies. Um, yeah, dali's. I knew they were going to sell. I knew they were going to sell well. They're they're a staple. People love them. I knew that was gonna that was gonna be a, a hot pursuit. So mm. I think it's my teddies. Yeah. They threw me out and I'd never grown them before. I tried them. They grew so well and so easy. Um, just a, you know, deadheading, uh, sorry, just um, budding and, and things. But then sometimes you get these massive big heads and I'm like, well, you're a bit big. I don't know what I'll freaking do with you, but I'm like, I offer a bunch of, of flowers called flowers on mass. So I'm like, Oh, you just, I'll just have to put you big whoppers in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can, yeah, definitely. My, my teddy bear flowers have been, they were a surprise. I'm like, I didn't even know that you were going to look this good. and yeah, when already... I
0: stalked through your Instagram, they definitely caught my eye. So mm. I think, yeah, that's super special. I Do you like have it. anything that you've grown and you wouldn't grow again?
1: Um, I didn't love – and, oh, I'm going to get so much flack from this, and I'm so sorry, everyone. I didn't love sweet peas. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think because How I – you? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm backlisted <laughs> now. <laughs> um everyone's just going to hit stop now from on the <laughs> on the podcast um i think i don't know i think that the sweet peas didn't they attracted a, i i seem to attract a lot of threat to them um okay. and then they but the 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 packet that i got was the wrong it was labeled as something that it wasn't and they were meant to be the nimbus that really beautiful jewelry purple um nimbus that uh, purple flower and it was like this crappy white and pink mix. And I'm like, this is not what I paid for. And I've got so many packets of it. And so I think that kind of let me down. And then the thrips attacked them and then florists didn't seem to really want them that much. And I'm like, well, that's a surprise. Um, yeah. And also dusty Miller, dusty Miller is a vigorous grower, um, beautiful garden plant, but florists just weren't too, too keen on it. um, I like OREC, but I don't think that many other florists were on my wavelength of funk. I don't know if, like, as a single cut bunch, a lot of um, customers liked it as direct to public, but not a lot of florists um, went to go and use it. So that was a shame, but, and it just seems to drop seed and come up everywhere and it's a bit invasive. So I'm like, "Mm, I can do without you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably be the three.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. What have you? What's been kind of your biggest learning curve then, like in your patch? Because I know you're. How, how much of your farm are you farming for flowers? Oh, uh,
1: it'd be under a quarter of an acre. Um, yeah. Kind of it ends up. It kind of expands and grows, and I've kind of lost <laughs> lost track of it now. I kind of in yeah. the, in the actual there's a cutting garden. There's a veggie garden, which is now the cutting garden that I've extended, and then there's bits of um, garden around the property that's landscape garden. That I'm just sowing some poppy so seeds we'll in here and putting some roses <laughs> in here. And yeah. oh, don't you worry, Harley knows. Harley knows all about it. He can see He's not blind to it. Yeah. But um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, uh, sorry, it's so, it?
1: Sorry. So um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you're fine. You can go back. Um, <laughs> you can carry. What were we saying? <laughs> what was the question? Um, what have you learned? And I think I was oh, just yes. going to ask you because I know that you've that you're very good at making your patch very productive.
1: Yeah.
0: And how do you do that?
1: So that is my biggest thing is, that I've learnt was how to be productive out of a really small plot of dirt. Um, mm. It was part of it where the veggie bed is now. It was all it was a a gravel track with full of bricks and glass and and stones and and Harley dug it up and got rid of a lot of that. So we had to put bring in a lot of dirt um, and compost, which was just manure from the cattle yards. Um, so it was really rich, dense, had a lot of worms in it. So the um, the bio health of the soil was just it was great. It was perfect. So that was the veggie end, and then where we our designated cut flower beds are, that was all sandy, beautiful sandy loam. Um, it was it did tend to need a bit more punch in the soil so we kind of we put in a lot of fertiliser um and compost and manure and mulch and we're just slowly trying to get it get it up to a really healthy deep dark soil um and then we try and test out test our limits as to how close we can plant a plant and get a still a decent beautiful sized flower without it impacting Mm. on you know cutting the cutting the flower again um, sorry cutting the plant for an extra, for extra flowers so they're not a one time wonder um,
0: Yeah,
1: and that's what I try and I do try and grow more of is flowers that are that you know that you can cut and come again so I did a lot yeah. of stocks last year um, as my first test and all, I had so many stock flowers and but that was it once you pick them they're done um, oh, okay. yeah okay. so okay. yeah there you go Um, so yeah, I, I try and grow as, as many plants that are, um, cut and come again, I suppose, like dahlias and things like that, Mm. um, just really abundant, abundant growers. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be spacing, spacing things and, and just really improving the soil is something that I've, I've learned about and fertilizing the plants really well and just making it a really productive little spot. And that's something that I learned through Lisa Mason Ziegler. From the cut yeah. flower, oh, the cut, oh God, I always get this wrong. The gardener's workshop, I think it's in, okay. in, in the States. She's amazing for making, making a really small space, really productive. Yeah.
0: Um, and did you go do an online course with her? No, is I it didn't. through Instagram?
1: Or? No. So she does, she's, she's got an amazing Instagram and Facebook page and she does, she calls them Lisa Lives, um, just a Facebook Live. And she gives a lot of information on there and I watch them like religiously for for weeks on end. And, but she does now do a course, which I haven't yet done. Um And it would be something, it's similar to Florette's course. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's, she's incredible. She's, she's been doing it for like 20, 30 years or something like that. So she's, and she started out just like us, really small, really, really, really small. And now yeah, her whole property is just cut flowers and it's a picture. Well, parts ah. of it are.
0: What a dream. I just can't believe these people and, well, you, you know, you and other growers who just start kind of so small from and nothing, then, yeah. yeah, from nothing and then now you've got these I think that's what's so, in, and... so
1: inspiring to, to new gardens as well, though, that it can be done so easily from such a small, from nothing, you know, from mm. people throwing a few seeds in their, in, their, in their general garden. I don't know. I think that, I think it's time that you, you joined the cult too.
0: <laughs> well, I've got my freesias <laughs> Well, they're... and the funniest thing is, I did plant. Oh, what did I plant? Foxgloves gloves and um, hollyhock. Oh, and, like, I love but down so where <laughs> where the kids can like eat them. <laughs> oh no! And my mother-in-law. Told me the other day, she was like, You might want to move those. I was like, Why? And she was like, Oh, they're very poisonous. They're very poisonous. Like, oh. And my you know, <laughs> 10 month old daughter likes to put everything in, in her, her mouth. mouth. So that's so funny. I've moved
1: those. <laughs> that's, so, that's parenting 101 right there. I love it. It's yeah.
0: Great. So oh, I good you.
1: Kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's my gardening. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> are you on much land yourself, or are you just in a small, like are you on um, like a little town block or?
0: No, like our property is a decent size, but it's a, on a hill, so our mm-hmm. house is um, like on levels, and then sort of our property goes up in steps. Yeah. So out the back is a decent size, but yeah, it's sort of a bit hard to. It can be done, and, and yeah, but a Celine lot of Watts is, is taken, has
1: done it before, so. I know. So well, here I it.
0: come, Celine. I'm just
1: the next Celine. I am. I am the new Celine. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, girlfriend. She's coming for you <laughs> uh,
0: Um. So, what would you advice? Would you give to people who are starting out?
1: Just freaking they... do it. Just do yeah. it. Find a find an area where you want to where you want to grow. Um. I'd I'd suggest improving the soil as best you can. Try and get a pH test. Um. I mean look this is all nitty gritty but just start. Just do do a little bit of research. Research along the way. Um that's how I did it. I'm not saying that my way is the best way, but I think just get into it like and don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to have to sell so many flowers at the start. Just get into it, see what works for you, um, get your hands dirty, dig up your soil, um, fertilize it, make it make it really fertile and just go for it you know, do something, plant something that's really abundant and going to cut heaps, heaps of flowers from, you know, zinnias, dahlias, um, renunks, uh, larkspur, you know, all those sorts of things, just get them in, just try them out. And, you know, your climate's going to be different to ours and your microclimate's going to be different to those of your neighbours. So... Hmm. I think just get into it and do it. That'd be my absolute biggest advice. I've got friends who are like, "Oh my god, it sounds so amazing!" Like, well, you could do it too. It's yeah. I mean, it's not hard to get to get started. It's not a. But look, a lot of this stuff kind of comes naturally to me because I've had with the experience that I've had in hort and my growing up on the dairy farm and with agronomy and things like that. Um, so, like, it, it isn't mentally hard it's just a lot of learning that you've got to do um which you naturally you know you you naturally come across when you're when you're walking around you see, oh that that leaf's yellowing a bit or oh there's a there's an aphid on that plant so i need to start treating for aphids or or things like that just just get into it
0: is there any bug infants are there I'll say that again. Go. Any bug, I'm not going to be able to say it now, Sorry. infestation that you've had to deal with?
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. many. Um, Thrips was our was our first one. Um, and that was just a freaking nightmare. And they just, in plague proportions, they come in and obliterated it and everything, and they go to really pale, light, almost white flowers. Um, yeah. So that was my issue with sweet peas. Um, they decimated a lot of seedlings and things like that. And then the other thing was um, harlequin bugs. They are my, arch nemesis! Um, hard, really hard to kill because they got such a, a. They
0: sound gnarly too. Like their name sounds, you know, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my partner's name's Harley, so if, if that's any. Um... If he's anything to go by, they're they're tough little <laughs> bastards. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't Blisa. listen to this. No, um, <laughs> he will. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, yeah, so they were, they sucked the life out of everything. The only thing that I did find that helped with them was my larkspur plants. Um, they are naturally toxic to humans, so it perhaps is they're poisonous to to these harlequin bugs too. So they. are yeah. Every time I seen them on the plant, they would they were dead and they look they were they were slowly dying. I'm like, well, this is nice to see. Um, otherwise, you've got to go around and you've got to squish them by hand, which is oh, a wild of work. When they're yeah. in such plague proportions, um, you know we get we get a couple a bit of um, collie moth, um, a cabbage moth, yeah, um, which is frustrating but easily treatable. Just. I just chase – I run <laughs> – I literally run around chasing <laughs> these friggin' butterflies and the neighbours will think I'm such a dickhead. But um,
0: – So, you don't use chemicals or – We avoid anything? it as much as we can. Yeah, we okay. do avoid
1: it. Um, yeah. I have I have used them before. I'm not going to lie. I've had to use them before because mm. it's just been in such such plague proportions that I just – I was at my wits' end and I needed to just do something about it and I'm not proud of it. But it's yeah. – um. I'm yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. At that time, I was just so frustrated. And I'm like, I was at breaking point. I was honestly like, I can't keep doing this. And I was just like, I've got to do something. And I lashed out. And I'm like, I just need to, do, to deal with it. And look, it, it, didn't even, it didn't even cure the problem. So that was disappointing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I try and use as little um, chemicals as product as, as possible.
0: Yeah. And you've got bees, don't you? So I've got that's... so many bees, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah.
1: I want to protect my little girls. Yeah, um of course. Yeah, yeah, so and that was really like off topic. But that was kind of how I another thing that really pushed me to start growing flowers was for my bees, you know. Yeah. Um to create a habitat for them when we were in such harsh drought as well. There was we, we live close to a river that's got a lot of flowering gums and flowering vegetation, but the pastures that are around where we normally get clovers and lucens and things like that. And, um, Oh, what's that really common, beautiful yellow flower, um, that farmers buttercup. grow so say <laughs> buttercup, <laughs> no, no, um, canola, canola, oh, yeah. and then Thank canola, you. you know, those <laughs> buttercup, close style <starve>, close. Um, <laughs> and, mm. and, And yes, I was like, I I was partly doing it for the bees. Um, And now I'm like, yeah, there's still a, a a big drive for me, but.
0: Yeah. Is the biggest difference between, say, like the Australian growers in comparison to the American growers? Because I know that until now, there really hasn't been a lot of information around or a lot of chat about Australian growers as like a community no. that people have to go and listen to America.
1: Yes, so yes. now
0: that you've kind of got the opportunity to, I don't know, talk about Australian growers, what would you say is like the biggest difference?
1: Um, I think, I think the biggest difference between like American growers and us would be that we've got to seem to have a really tight community. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know, you, well, we generally kind of know all the growers around, like even if it's around Australia, I feel as if we've got a really tight community and the, everybody's so happy to help each other um, mm. and not worry about competing against each other. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful community. I think that'd be the biggest thing. And I think that a lot of, a lot of us want to, um, are heavily focused on supporting local flowers and, yeah. and going chemical free. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that. Things. Yeah, and I think that we're really. In, I think a lot of Australians are inspired by the American flower farmers because there are so many over there, and I'm just so envious of, of of how many farmers there are to kind of bounce off each other. Whilst we do have yeah. a, a lot in Victoria, down our way in Gippsland, we're really limited. There's about yeah. two, three other farms around, four other farms around here in in the whole yeah, of Gippsland. Okay. That's a vast yeah. area. That's from, you know. Wow. Druin through to the border, um, yeah. To Malacuda, so it's quite a vast yeah. space. I mean, look, there might be an extra few that I haven't I've forgotten, but um, but I think it's it's something that people love and they want to get into. Um, it's a it's a practical way of enjoying gardening and and making it profitable as well. So making your hobby your business, yeah,
0: which is awesome. essentially
1: what what I tend to do. Yeah,
0: great. Yeah. Who inspires you the most?
1: Um, how many can I have?
0: <laughs> as many as you like. Oof,
1: this is fun. Um, <laughs> so for growing, it's Sam Webb from yep. Sam in Wild Violet Garden. Um, I love Sam debitz She's been a, an awesome help with when I was starting out with, you know, just just bits and pieces. She's just um, kind of been my go-to girl. And, and then Celine Watts. You know it's your girl. <laughs> um, from Floral by Nature, she's she's been amazing with you know dahlias and and you know just just throwing things back and forth and problems and and you know have you tried this growing this or have you tried growing that? Um, and you know we done a you know we split imported seed um, orders and things like that. So she's a great pal. Um, Lisa. Lisa Mason Ziegler that I mentioned before, she's a yeah. like, she inspires me to just get out and do it, just the motivation. Um, and you know, she's just she's just ruthless. She's like, if it's not if it's there's no point nursing a plant if it's not reaping you or anything, I give you the permission to just pull it out and get rid of it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Yes, yes
0: that yeah, kind of yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs>
1: um, and then for the florals, like as a florist, I really love um, Hattie Malloy in Melbourne. Yeah. Freaking love her to bits. Yeah. Um, and Bloom Boy. Yeah. He's my favorite. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Just real eccentric. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And just both know what their style is. Yeah.
1: And, they're so sure know? of themselves. And they really, are, yeah. I'm inspired by it. that in itself.
0: Um, so, what's your favorite tool around the farm?
1: <gasps> my favorite tool? Oh. Yeah. No. Probably my probably my secateurs, I reckon, because I yeah. um, every single day. I use them on absolutely everything, you know, on my, in the cut flowers when I'm doing up, making up the flower bunches. Um, my, and then when we're out on garden maintenance jobs, you know, pruning everything, they're, they're literally every single day. And they've, yeah. they're a yeah. ripping pair of Falcos and awesome. they've, they've, Still, the test of time, and they're still going great. I think that'd be, be my a best rest
0: as well. I feel like when you have a bad pair of secateurs, that just like hurt your hand, you know? mm-hmm. you've got to have a good pair
1: and you've got to oil them up. You've got to look after them because if you don't look after mm-hmm. them, then they're a pack of shit. Yeah, you might as well throw them, so them and get another pair. I think that'd be my best, my favorite tool. I don't, we don't have a lot of um, knick knacky tools that just you know, like you do in the kitchen. We just yeah. got a hoe. A shovel, a rake, a fork, <laughs> just the staples, you know, keeping it real basic, real simple, real old school.
0: Yeah, yeah nice. I'm a gentleman good. farmer. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, because you've been in the industry for quite some time, yeah. what do you think that we could change about the industry? What do you love about the industry? And... Oh, is there anything else? How do you think that we can further educate
1: people? Three big things. Sorry. No, that. Can
0: you remember them? I can't.
1: No, I can't. <laughs> um, no. So <laughs> the, the things that have was it was it changed? No.
0: Yeah. Okay. What have you seen change? Yes. Um,
1: What's, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna start there. Um, have i seen change. So a lot of floral trends have changed. You know what was, you know, like like we said before, freaking gerberas are coming back. Um, yeah. when I started, they were this, the, and I still think they are the most hideous flower. Um, that, whereas yeah, now it's the things that just, just what, what was, what wasn't on trend is now coming back. So dahlias were considered when I think when it would have been before I started, people were like, Oh no, they're a nanoflower and now they're back in, back in fashion. Um that yeah the trends always change and I love seeing the trends change going from it was it was fresh cottage <clears throat> cottage flowers um when I was when I was starting out and then it moved into dried and now it's dried it is dried but it's colorful dried would you say it's colorful dried at the moment
0: yeah, the but then I think it definitely is colourful dried, but then I think there's two sides to the trend. You for know? sure. Like oh, yeah, for there's sure. definitely people who are going like that full-on kind of dried um, natural look. Yeah. And then the others that's kind of, you know, the bleached and preserved.
1: Yeah. yeah. Coloured,
0: dried. Bright yeah. stuff.
1: Um, So look, yeah. I think, yeah, I love watching the the trends change and they change all the time. So I love to see that and that's really inspiring to keep you on your toes as well and keep it keep yeah. yourself up and happening with within the industry
0: um yeah do you love about the industry
1: um i think the creativity just seeing um what can be what you can do with some little old flowers um, yeah. i think i absolutely love seeing the creativity out of people um, and that comes again with trends changing and, yeah. and, you know, and the fact that I'm able to grow is something that can be used in an artistic way Yeah. and bringing it back to the real basics of what floristry is, you know, it's, it's flowers put together to create living art. Um mm. And I never really, I you know, somebody said once to me, you know, you're essentially, you're an artist. And I'm like, whatever. But I'm like, no, <laughs> r- well, really, we, we are we, within our own rights. Like we are, t- we are. Artists using um, flowers as a medium, um, mm. and that's that in itself can, is inspiring to me. Um, yeah, very. So I love I love that. Um, what's the next one?
0: Uh, <laughs> how can we further educate the industry?
1: Um, mm, well, I think it's the elephant in the room. It's the imports. Mm. It's it's making people aware of. Of where flowers come from and what's in season, um,
0: yeah,
1: it's it, again, it comes naturally to to me to know to to look through a market list and see what and to know what is seasonal and what isn't seasonal. Um, mm. But I think it's I think it's educating the wholesalers and then educating the florists to to know what's what flowers are imported and what flowers are local, because um, I think uh, consumers are starting to really care about that stuff. Especially yeah. especially now when things are yeah, when imported products are reduced. Um
0: Yeah, COVID's definitely shone a big light. Yeah. On, the,
1: on local yeah, products. Yeah. 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 And people I think yeah. people really want that, which is amazing. Um, mm. we tend to get have the predeceived idea that everything that we send out is locally grown, like on our farm. Like it's it is, everything that they get is grown on our farm. And I'm like, mm know, that you know that premium roses <laughs> wasn't grown on that yeah. property. Um, so it is, it is a feel good feeling for customers to to think though that it is a local product. Um, mm. So mm. I think that's really important. And then it's a florist's job to then teach, and the flower farmers too. Like anybody, anybody who's in a position like we are and dealing with customers all the time, it's up to it's completely up to us to educate people where flowers come from. Um, yeah. You know, because some people might think you know, a rose is in season all year round because you can get them at a florist all year round. Well, a, a rose isn't. A field rose isn't available all year round. Um, yeah. a, a rose grown in a hot house, however, is, which we've got some awesome gr- local growers who yeah, grow. Yeah, we really
0: do have some amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: um you know. Yeah and, yeah, and. Yeah. In tropicals and. Th- that are grown that aren't grown in a field. Um that's a completely different kettle of fish, which we don't have a lot of in Australia anymore, be purely because of the imports are so strong that they've killed a lot of rose growers and and, you know, um hydroponic glasshouse setups. Um especially in WA. Um so that's
0: That's been one thing that's really come out when I've had feedback from this podcast yeah. is from people who are not in the industry saying, Oh, we actually can't believe that there's imports in the forest shop. Like they mm-hmm. just had no idea if there being any sort of imports in yeah. Australia. So
1: And you know what really, hopefully
0: going back to the trends, like yeah. this will be a trend that really catches on from and, now. Yeah. Yeah, from now and it's a conversation that's always had, you know? Like yeah. that would be amazing.
1: So I think that would be amazing to have a local, a local go to, um, yeah. And everybody's so unique and different. Everyone grows so, so many different things, as you know. So many different yeah. growers That's grow how different I got stuff.
0: into this whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this whole thing in the beginning is because um, I just love all the uniqueness of everyone's yeah. farms and how hard everyone works, and I just really feel like it needs to be showcased and we need to be talking about it and well this is going to get everyone's stories out there yeah and
1: this is what this is a start to sharing the love of flow that is and this you know i could go on about it forever like it's yeah you couldn't you couldn't justify to send um to import dahlias or zinnias or you know or cosmos or anything like that it just would not work because they're such fragile flowers they need to they do have a good vase life when they're cut fresh and then straight to the consumer um yeah anyway did i answer all your questions
0: yes you did (laughs) (laughs) very well thank you thank you thank you um so just to kind of wrap up um if you had to leave in the middle of the night from your farm and what three Plants or three seeds would be most important for you to shove in your bag as you're running out the door. What's the
1: scenario? Like is the house burning down? Is there a flood coming? Whatever scenario
0: you want, my friend.
1: Mm, (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm taking, oh, God, I forgot now what I was going to take. I'm going to take my Claire Rose. She's coming with me. She's in my backpack. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my hydrangea, my blue hydrangea from my great aunt's house. Um, she's an oldie, but she's a goodie. And Amazing. I reckon I just put my hand in the, in the box of, um, of Dahlia tubers and just pull out whatever I got. <laughs> yeah. I reckon they would be my, my, um, my three. Cause anything else that we've kind of got at the moment, I've been able to source relatively quickly. Um, and all my, you know, I've been all the local growers that support us, and you know, so we get mm. seeds from them, or tubers from them, or, or you know, or yeah. corms or bulbs or things like that. So we can get our supply up pretty quick on on those sorts of things. But my Claire rose, oof, she's she, she's she's coming with me. She's, yeah.
0: Roses um... are just such a special plant. Mm. Oh, so great. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just it's a it's a really unique, tough, really tight rose um, yeah. and it's Mm-mm. my favourite <laughs> <laughs>
0: so is there anything else that you wanted to add that I haven't asked you about that you want to chat about before uh, I let you go I
1: don't think so um, nah girl you covered it all
0: yes <laughs> thank you so it. much for chatting to me my um, pleasure Thanks for, for another me. take on Another take on this.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm so hooked on it every Saturday. I'm like, who's next?
0: Oh, good. (laughs) I'm glad you're enjoying it. I just hope it's um, entertaining as well as informing people.
1: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) No, it's just, this is inspiration within its own right, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just got to get out there and chat about what we're doing and share the love. Yeah.
1: For sure. Be kind to
0: each right, well other. You... Thank you for listening to this episode of Dish the Dirt. Um, you can find Ben from Botany Green at his Instagram at Botany Green, or you can find him via the website BotanyGreen.com. If you have any feedback. love to hear it, Um, please shoot me an email at dishthedirt at gmail.com or send me a direct message on Instagram. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts which would be amazing to help other people find this podcast. This week I was asked if um, I could put my face out there a little bit more and so you know who um, you're listening to. So if you'd like to find out just a few fun facts about me, I have put something on my other business which is llb floral so yeah if you're interested head on over there or don't it's completely fine i do find it very hard to put my face out there in the public um but yeah i'll start giving it a shot um thank you so much for listening in if you are in victoria or anywhere that's been affected by covid19 my thoughts go out to you please stay safe please stay smiling get into the garden, do all those good things for your soul, Um, put some flowers in the house, yeah, uh, support local businesses where you can or if you can, Um, until next week, just keep being blooming fabulous.